Well, you survived everything else so far, so, uh, I got that going for you. Okay. Have a super freaking awesome day. Warning. Some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Sunday, January 22nd, 2023. Greetings to all of you tragically terrified tree dwellers of Atlanta. They're forest warriors, man. Hey, man, they're tree dwellers. And they're in mourning. Oh, yeah, they're they're mourning. Extremely qualified for the fact that they're all millionaires' kids, pretty much. The death of two done common. Wait, Doug, what is this voice that's breaking through the podcast? I, you didn't, we didn't. Hey, we went we down to Atlanta this. and we dug up in a dumpster <laughs> and, um, and guess who we found? We found the Jew. Yeah. Well, with all the news of the uh, Antifa fags burning up Atlanta and breaking shit, Doug and I decided to get involved and go to the front lines. And we went into the forest, bravely, might I add, in the dark of night. We heard little whimpers coming from behind a dumpster. It was, and we're like, oh, Doug, I know that call. Could it be the Jew? And then he was like, Uber, 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 and I was like, Doug, it's our fallen podcast friend. It's Arona the Jew. We got to go save him. Yeah, no, they, I had to let them know they let me go as long as I set a cop car on fire. Oh, my God. Oh, Don't admit that. Hear it, edit, tape. Jesus, man. I mean, okay, well, you're really not going to like how the rest of this episode goes now. You're not going to like it. No, I, I I love the story y'all tell me though that you know you leaned into that that, that you know it's telling everyone uh, we don't know where the fuck he is and then actual fans reach out and are like hey is he actually fucking okay and it's like what does that say about you two to where they actually think that y'all be that cavalier about me being missing? Well, it says that Doug and I have very convincing speaking patterns which I hold dear and have long worked on. And make them afraid that what we're saying is actual truth. Exactly. Because here's, um, here's yeah, the thing. This, this podcast is no accident. This was years in the making of formulaic training all to come to this yes. point. See, Mom, I get to tell you now, I'm not an accident. Oh, well, <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. Yeah. I'm just talking about my vocal coach getting me to the point where I can sound like this. Ah, but yeah, uh, congratulations. Yeah, I don't know how much they believed it. I think it was more of like when sometimes when people leave podcasts, they'll come up with like a creative way to just like like kill them off of the show. And I think a lot of people thought that maybe that was just what was going on. I was like, no, the dude was just uh, rubbing it and dug in my face for an entire month where we were sick, and then wouldn't you know it, poof, have a oh, little yeah. bit of that. Yeah, <laughs> have a take have a little taste of. That bullshit right in your chest. Yeah, take some of this shit. Yeah, that was that was the text I sent out. I was like, see you give me shit about not getting sick and a week later, here the fuck I am. Thanks. Mm. <laughs> well, this is an audio only podcast, but yeah. listeners, imagine a bunch of finger pointing going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and what's this shit? I mean, 
two weeks in a row? Are y'all trying to actually, are we trying to release two episodes two weeks in a row? The first rule of podcast release schedules is you don't talk about podcast release schedules. Yes. Oh, okay. And I, you don't, um, yeah, you don't predict when you're going to release your next one. No. Fuck because it. your next, next one could be in June. Yeah, it might not happen. Yeah, the we world might, we get, might, this might be the last one we ever do. You never know. The you world, never know. The world could go dark and go extremely boring. It's just literally this past week was pretty fucking entertaining. And I was like, if we wait three weeks, I can't come back and talk about what we're going to talk about this episode. It would be super hella gay. And we're only kind of fairly gay. <laughs> oh, I'd probably take about 95% of that. Which is why last week's episode was <laughs> fucking hetero as shit. Right? <laughs> I mean, just saying. I'm only, I'm only responding to the feedback I get. No, I, okay, so you remember how I made the comment, though, you know, back during when the pandemic first started, that the airport was just this weird hodgepodge of just no one knew how to react to the situation so everybody was just silent mm -hmm. that was everybody in my car today after last night it's oh, like really? yeah no one knew how to feel about that situation and the fact that and honestly i, I mean of course we'll cover what the hell i'm talking about for those of you that don't know um but i actually just got out from ground zero about 15 minutes before the shit went down. Apparently. Well, that's exactly what we were talking about. We had to go save you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So everybody's kind of just like finally wore off. So, mm, well, yeah, luckily for you, there's no drug testing to be on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be a room of empty mics and you don't need a vaccine. Well, he went ahead and did it. I know he did. Know. I'm worried about you, dude. Yeah. How's your heart doing? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> Just ever. as bad as ever. <laughs> you know, myocarditis, nothing big. Hmm. Sounds like a Subaru. <laughs> Love is. So so everybody's kind of shell-shocked down in the city because of a little turbulent evening and in a three-block area. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, I was describing it last night to a friend who was in town because uh, they were thinking about maybe going downtown or getting a hotel downtown. I was like, yeah, you might want to hold off on it. There's a baby riot happening right now. And he was like, baby riot? I'm like, yeah, uh, a.k.a. small, contained, little uprising of super left douchebags that are trying to uh, wreck the city because reasons, which we'll get into. Trust me, I'll break this whole fucking thing down. I like the video you sent me. What's that? What video? Uh, the twat that was walking down the street with the microphone documenting everything oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll have well, to be more specific there's a lot of twats with microphones uh, well, this well twat, here we, we go there are three of us <laughs> Jim will get specific well, with you. well here's the whole thing so the night that it was going on i wasn't even aware that anything was going to happen and i guess we're kind of telling the story backwards but we'll get to the we'll get to how we got to this point in just a minute uh you can fast forward if you're already wanting to get there but so there was supposed to be a night of rage in Atlanta, Friday night. Friday night, yes. As, and as a form of protest for reasons we'll get to, like I said, nothing ever really happened with that. And so Saturday became there. Well, now tonight's the night of rage. Tonight we're going to protest. And I, it's just because the weather's been shit. <laughs> and they, I guess they just couldn't find their friends. And um, so 
I didn't know that it had been rescheduled. I just thought, oh, what a whiff. There, you know, Friday night came and went and I heard nothing about it. And so I wasn't paying any attention. And my sister, four and a half hours away, sends me a text. Hey, I'm sure you're probably already aware, but if not, uh, check this shit out. <laughs> and she showed me local Fox news coverage of what was going on. And then that's when I was like, Doug, they writing, which is short for Doug. They are rioting in yeah. the city. Well, I heard it on the radio on the way home. And immediately, if people remember, those that have been with us since the jump, which is going on three years, it's two and a half years anyway, uh, wow. we started the podcast during the Summer of Love. We talked about how every night we would watch live streaming riot coverage from within the riots. Very entertaining. Some of the best camera work and entertainment I've ever seen in my life. Woke.net. All kinds of places, but oh, that's yeah. the main one. Mm-hmm. And immediately we were looking for live streams of it. And I was like, Doug, I haven't, I've looked in all the, all the right places and, uh, they're not there anymore. Yeah. They weren't there. And so finally at like one in the morning, I found the person that was live streaming it. So I sent it to you and it's a real dopey bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to give her, I don't know. Top notch uh, reporting. Yeah. Top I'm, notch. I'm going to have to play some of it. Uh, so the audience can hear what we're talking about. Yeah. Actually, fuck it. I'll play it right now. Yes. It goes outside of what I thought I was going to do, but that's how flexible we are here on this here show. We bend a little. What was, I mean, is she like almost a carbon copy of, what's that uh, cunt's name? Uh, Loren or something like that. The one that's, uh, you know, really like severely right. Tommy Loren. To- yeah. Tommy Loren. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this one's not nearly as hot. And uh. well... Just take a listen. Kind of dopey. Again, they're at the site this morning. There are there are no um, activists left there in the forest. I'm not sure if there's plans for them to try to retake the forest, but currently it's been vacated and demolished. Wow. Retake the forest. Okay. Well, I don't know when she talks again. I literally just threw it in the middle of I'll, the live stream. I like the way she kept talking about... Um, Wells Fargo being the uh, the donators, the the some of the biggest donators, not donors, mind you, no. donators, yeah, to mm. the uh, police calls, and so they broke the windows of Wells Fargo and Truist Bank, which has <laughs> yes, you know, whatever to do with yeah, it, nothing to do with that. Uh, hard Rock Cafe, also, yeah, hard rock cafe. Uh, yeah. I guess Big Hard Rock is uh, somehow. Uh, taking black people down a few pay. I don't fucking know. Sounds like she's got the making of Geraldo Rivera all over her, just like giving away positions and yeah. shit. Well, I, I got to say something about this whole situation. I love trees. Who doesn't love a tree? <laughs> I mean, for real, man. I do. Trees are cool. Squirrels are in them. Birds <laughs> fucking nest in them. They give you shade over your house until they fall on your house. But, uh... When you have trees on land that you don't own, someone else owns, the owner of that land can do whatever the fuck they want to do with that land. Mm-hmm. That's the great country we live in. And that happened a long time ago. Now, ownership of land is not a concept that the Native American people of this country grasp to this day. They think that the land's here for everyone. But so, they understood territories. Well, yeah. Um, well, it's but yeah. This this is what this is what I'm getting to is the sign that I saw. Yeah. Uh, 
the sign that I the sign that I saw for this protest was uh, black and indigenous lives matter mm-hmm. now. And and who was holding them up? And uh, well, that chick, well, for one, and um, a bunch of white fucking communist bunch of, leftists, a bunch of wokesters <laughs> from out of town. But uh. Yeah, I mean, you know, nobody wants to see trees knocked down. I don't like to see trees knocked down. But, um, and we're talking about 300 acres. I no, didn't really, oh, no. it's not. No, it's 85. Uh, well, what the fuck? They're, they're, they're liars. Imagine they're lying. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, imagine <laughs> that. They're and we'll lying. get to all that. I got sound clips. I got, I got everything. We'll, okay. We'll dole it all out. But yeah. to bring everybody up to speed on why anything happened last night in Atlanta. I'm just going to read straight off an article, then we're going to go to some video clips. And this was written on the 19th, so that would be uh, two or three days ago. Yesterday, police entered a forested area south of Atlanta where the city intends to build a modern police training center. This was a, quote, clearing operation designed to remove protesters who've been occupying the area for about a year. Yeah, about a year and a half, at least. Styling themselves as, quote, forest defenders... The protesters have set up roadblocks, attacked police with rocks, and at least one Molotov cocktail, just like the commies love to do. During well, the operation, peaceful, man. Yeah, <laughs> Peace-loving most, peace peace people. We're mostly peaceful in between firebombing cops. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, during the operation yesterday, police said that one of the protesters pulled out a gun and shot a Georgia State trooper, which did happen. Uh-oh. Uh, a state trooper. <laughs> Uh, don't do that oh yeah no that's <laughs> if you're if you're looking to not catch a lot of heat um avoid shooting cops yeah, or setting their cars on fire <laughs> yeah you might not want to do that. i know <laughs> during the operation yeah, yeah yeah okay so uh the the officer was wearing a vest but the bullet went under the vest and he had to be taken to the hospital for emergency surgery police returned fire and killed the shooter at the scene as they are wont to do uh, most humans, by the way, you yeah. shoot at them, and if they have a gun, they're gonna they're gonna shoot back. How dare you defend yourselves, you animals? Well, just get, maybe the officer identifies as a forest, and he was defending that forest. Uh-huh. Well, if you shoot at one cop, they're all gonna shoot. Well, that is true. And one of the questions that one of these organizers was asking was, "We don't know what the actual cause of death is." And we don't even know if he shot first. This could be a case of friendly fire. And I'm like, okay, but uh, probably not, though, because it was the middle of the day. Cops probably are moving in a line going through the forest. I don't think that they're in a circle coming at each other. Uh, And I don't know too many cops that are like, all right, brother, shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'm I'm willing to take one for the team. Just to get these dirty hippies out of here. I got my best on shoot me. I'm sorry, but taking one to the chest, that sounds like some Laverne, Tennessee police action. Hey, we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so immediately there were supporters of the forest defenders claiming that police had, quote, murdered the unidentified individual and called for reciprocal violence against the police. A Twitter account called Defend the Atlanta Forest, which is connected with the... had been hit with friendly, or claimed the officer had been hit with friendly fire and not shot by the protester who was killed. Well, see, that's, there's a bullet that they're going to retrieve from this officer. It's pretty easy to determine if it came from one of the cop's guns or from one of the guns at the scene. Sure. Uh, These protesters have a long history of violence. This isn't like they are peaceful beings. They openly attack 
um, cops and subcontractors or anybody in the fucking area. They will firebomb your truck. Fuck, they burned down a police station. I mean, they're in in Minnesota, 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 those peace loving fuckers. So that's pretty much the deal. And then uh, a release statement by one of these commie organizations, the Atlanta Community Press Collective writes up uh, later that morning. The person killed by police in the force has been identified to ACPC as Manuel Turan Manuel or Manuel Turan. Manuel was a beloved member of the community, blah, blah, blah. They were wonderful and caring and giving. And in fact, if you really want to know anything about this guy, let's go straight to his friends who have very emotional, heartfelt, deep things they want to say about their freedom fighter. Shouldn't their you pass it off to a Mexican to pronounce that name? It was probably more well, like we'll, Manuel. Well, we'll get to his real name. That's just oh, his well, government yeah. name. Oh, sorry. Um, but here's his, his slave name. Here's his friend's giving us a little insight on who this person was in a very deep and thoughtful manner. Really, really, like, always, like, had a joke, had, like, a really, like, good, sharp commentary, or would, like, give you, like, a cigarette, or... Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I mean, their meme game... Mm. On point. On point. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. And. Yeah. Just always like doing a lot of things. And so they were running around a lot, like <laughs> getting things for people and then handing it off to them. And so, like. things to people? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the times when we would run into, like, for, like, oftentimes we run into each other, it'd be like, oh, hey, hi, hug, okay, we're doing a thing. And then, like, okay, gotta go, bye. You know? And there's always like, Dee! Like, <laughs> what? what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, they're what was that? Obviously, <laughs> very touched. Like, wow. And th- super sad that their loved one is um, was killed. Like, like wow. one of the most amazing things about our friend is when he opened his mouth, sounds came out. It, it was, was amazing. amazing. <laughs> you just, wow. And this is why I know that he was such a... Sp- he put that there for us to say that word at the same time. He's magical like that. And he gave us a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a real pillar of the forest community. Can't you tell? He really made an impact. Um, or as we call them, Antifa fire starters. <laughs> and just Antifa. <laughs> no, well, yeah. But here's a lesson, kids. Uh, get better friends so that if you're ever found unalive, uh, somebody can say something more than, like, he had good memes and sometimes he gave me cigarettes and then, like, dipped out. Wow. Just, Just saying... Like, wow. Yeah, it, maybe really they'll have sad. something wow. a little bit more deep to say <laughs> about you uh, than he did lots of things. Lots of, <laughs> lots of, lots of things. And so that's cool. Let's go to a little bit more professional outlet. Let's go over to Democracy Now! Uh, that liberal commie fucking publication to hear from someone else with an actual prepared statement about Tortutiga. On Wednesday, January 18th, multiple police departments descended upon Wilani People's Park in unprecedented numbers and force. They blocked access to the park on both roads and 
and bike trails. Yeah, it's called a raid. Some people were arrested for attempting to document police actions that day at the park. Gunfire was heard at 9.04 a.m. About a dozen shots fired in rapid succession, mm-hmm. followed by a loud boom about a minute later. Yeah, called a concussion. For hours today. after the murder of Portuguita, police continued to hunt, assault, and arrest our brave forest defenders. <laughs> Those defenders and trees were targeted with pepper bullets. Ooh. One tree sitter had their treehouse, which stored food tree and water, sitter. cut from beneath them. the treehouse. They were left without food and water for over 12 hours up in the tree. And they totally lived. As police waited at the base of the tree. <laughs> yeah, just come down. <laughs> the same tree sitter continued to stay in their tree until the next morning when they were arrested. So brave. Other forest defenders were chased by police dogs. <laughs> These defenders had to hide like to and that. flee for their lives. All the while, yeah, with the Nazi dogs knowing vegan. that their dear <laughs> comrades had been murdered in the sacred land that we call home. Portugita was a radiant, <laughs> joyful, beloved community member. They fought tirelessly to honor and protect the sacred land of the Wilani Forest. Mm. They sacred. sacred. Great it was a prison. Wasn't it a prison? Caring yeah. for each and every person <laughs> that they came across. Portuguita brought in indescribable jubilance to each and every moment of their life. Their passing is a preventable tragedy. Yeah, don't go to the woods. The and don't shoot at a cop. Is a gross violation of both humanity and of this precious earth which they loved so fiercely. Do not turn away from this violence. Yeah, don't Do not uh, allow the callousness of the police state. Don't to let this your be a heart. teaching lesson. Please join Honor us Portugita still. by bravely witnessing the <laughs> ongoing injustices <laughs> the police and corporations are enacting upon the Wolani forest. Oh. Honor Portuguita's legacy <laughs> by embodying their joyous bravery. <laughs> Portuguita's presence on this earth <laughs> is a gift I that will keep help. on giving for generations <laughs> to come. It is time for people to join this movement and to say no to this pointless escalation by the police. Wow. Or maybe just this is the time to like go Get the out of the home. forest. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought the Indian names were more like running with wolves instead of running from police dogs. Tortuguita. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's his name that he goes by. That's, uh, that's, yeah, his, that's his. That's his. That's his woodland name. Yeah, that's his. Tortuguita. Uh, yeah, but you can't say any other way than yeah. Tortuguita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My curiosity, though, in order to be a tree sitter, mm-hmm. do you have to be penetrated by said tree? Wow. Penetrated. <laughs> hey. It, they are sitters for the tree. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. All right. Come take your boy back. Yeah. <laughs> he belongs in the dumpster. No, they build tree houses up into the fucking tops of these trees. They're super cute. Yeah. And, they're uh, like, uh, it's no different than the, you know, forest, you know, the, uh, logging companies out in, out west they do they've been dealing with this shit for years man you oh, know yeah. people handcuffing themselves to trees oh, and yeah. shit. now i will say this those trees out there those are fucking big ass you know redwoods and shit like that that are a beautiful tree that's a beautiful tree don't cut it down but uh they're gonna cut it down anyway you yeah. don't own that land whoever owns the land now this is the interesting part of that <laughs> is this 
most of this land used to be a prison. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll play a little bit of that. That no one's really talking about. No I one mean, gave a fuck about this area yeah. until the police training facility yeah, yeah. came up. That's right. All this is, these are a bunch of abolish the police, lefty, commie, Antifa bastards that don't give a flying shit about the people down here. Um, and the day that the raid happened last week, there where Tortatiga was a uh, bullet catcher, I think six or seven people were arrested. I'm going to read their names off now and let you know where they're fucking from. And I'll give you a hint. None of it is near here. Jeffrey Parsons, age 20, of Maryland. Spencer Bernard Liberto, 29, of Pennsylvania. Matthew Ernest McCarr, 30, of Pennsylvania. Uh, Timothy Murphy, 25, of Maine. Christopher Reynolds, 31, of Ohio. I mean, I understand why you, you aren't there. Uh, Teresa Shin, 31, of New York. And Sarah Wasala Whiskey, 35, of Pennsylvania, were all arrested. And all were charged with domestic terrorism and criminal trespass. Sit in that tree, bitches. And don't forget Barrio's Tacos every Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) $2 off margaritas. But it's the same tactics that they used all throughout 2020, where they would literally be flown to and put up at the area that they are supposed to be agitators. Not a single Georgia resident was fucking arrested in their raid. And Tortutica... Isn't even from here. I think he's from Florida. So it's like, this isn't like the local community having uh, a, a protest about something that's in their backyard. It's literally just communists from other parts of the country flying in, trying to make a statement that uh, we want the police in Atlanta to be abolished. Well, hey, that's, man. What, that's what they do, man. They they bring people in to stir up the locals and then they get the the local people down here that are inclined to join them in yeah. their fucking mm-hmm. masquerade and, the, and, and they fucking, you know, wreak havoc. And none of this is going to do anything. It's no. not, it's none of this. They act like feds. It makes no sense. They to infiltrate a group yeah. and then they become agitators to make the local community uh, condition worse. Yeah, they, they literally act like the exact thing that they claim to be against. They're fucking terrorists, and I'm glad that they're being charged as such. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think this is going to end uh, anytime real soon. I think that this is going to elevate in weird ways. I don't think it's going to get better, but we'll see. I will say this. As far as this police training facility, it was voted on by the city council, uh, which if anybody knows anything about Atlanta... It's been in the hands of black leadership for 40 plus 50 years. There were, I believe, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yeses and four no's. 70% of the yeses were black people. Yeah. Black women. Black men. Most of them. Mostly mostly black men. Yeah. The no's out of the four no's, 50% of them were white people. So you had an even 50-50 split of white and black people saying no, and you had 70% of the yeses being black voted or elected city council members. Let our city determine our own shit, you fucking dickwads. Uh, and I'm not even... and I Look, I understand the, the claim of being against the militarization of the police. Totally get it. I've made that argument as well. But this isn't just a police training... They call it Cop City. 
Mm, right. It's a universal housing area for training of all first responders. Right. EMTs. Paramedics, yep. Firefighters with burn towers and buildings where they can set on fire and do different drills, a little mock town so that they could be better at executing their job and keeping the collateral damage, that being peaceful residents, out of their fucking way. And is that not one of the <coughs> arguments that they want the police is better, better training? trained? Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, cool, yeah, we're going to build this $90 million place where two-thirds of it's going to be funded by a private... Uh, you know, by private companies, and a third of it's going to be the the bill's going to be flipped by the taxpayer, so that we can better serve the public. And they're like, "No, we're going to throw them all tough cocktails and attack people instead." It's mm. it's it's bonkers. It's bonkers. And yes, I know how if you have a strong police state, it could be used against you. I don't need to be lectured on that shit. Trust me, I was a libertarian for five years. I know about all that shit. Um, I have a bigger bone to pick with antifa than i do cops by a long shot oh hell yeah um well they're criminals man yeah i mean mm -hmm. they're th th what they're doing is and if it was just peaceful protesting now we did see a lot of that in dc we saw a lot of peaceful people out there protesting when trump was in office but then when the fucking agitators show up and they stir up all the people in the crowd, it doesn't take much to incite people. No. And that's what happened. That's what happened January the 6th. Same shit happened. You know, They're you an had, excitable bunch. You had, you had a lot Protesters, of people. Protesters, that is. A lot of people that were pissed off that showed up at the Capitol. And then you had people that incited those people to do things that most of those people would never fucking do in their life. And those people are called feds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, and, well, they're Ray not, Epps. They weren't all feds. I mean, there mm -hmm. was... A, uh, there was, I'm sure there were some people there that had, that were just, there were more than fucking, willing. They just needed to see somebody, yeah, give them a little nudge exactly. and the feds were there to well, do that. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll I'm, never I'm disclose just, how many feds were in there. Yeah. Right? Just uh, take note of how many indictments were not handed down. Yeah. Ray Epps is never going to see the inside of a courtroom or jail cell. Right. And they're never even going to say how many feds they had in the crowd. It was feds. It was clearly a setup operation. Uh, that feasted on the stupidity of aggravated and agitated Trumpers. Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't it doesn't matter if it's Feds or Antifa or who. If they if you got a crowd big enough and they're pissed off enough, you can get them to do just about anything you want them to do. Yeah, you just got to have a few a little people, direction, a few just people push them along. Go that way. Know? Yeah, mush, yeah. mush, <laughs> yep, yep. mush. That's it. <laughs> so I wanted to start playing some clips of this video that Doug has referenced a few parts of to give a little backstory into this area. We kind of gave it the big, here's everything all at once, but there is a, uh, Al Jazeera, uh, YouTube channel, AJ plus, which obviously wow. in they, America, it's just lefty bullshit. And they give a shit about this. And they came in, Oh, one month ago and released this documentary, a little 15 minute clip on, what's been going on and everything like that. And I figured it was timely enough. So let's, she did the legwork for us. Let's play a little bit of it. She interviews one of the forest or tree sitters. Uh, and if you catch his name, uh, or if you don't catch his name in the clip, I'll tell you now it's uh, we're going to hear from fruit bat fruit bat. That's him. <laughs> I still get anxious when I'm like 
coming down. This forest defender who goes by fruit bat has been living in trees for the past six months. <laughs> Holy you shit. know, the bears have stopped destroying Earth. The great thing also is that you don't have to destroy the tree to live in it. These forest defenders are a coalition of activists operating without a centralized leadership. It makes me feel like I'm part of something greater than myself. Fruit Bat is using a pseudonym because he's afraid of getting tracked and punished by authorities. The police, be? FBI, and other She's agencies are currently in investigating the movement against Cop City. You know, the SWAT team has come through here before and arrested people. Several protesters yeah, were arrested do. during a police raid after a confrontation in which activists allegedly threw Molotov cocktails at officers. It's called trespassing on private property. That's what it's called, tree I mean, I'm sorry. But nobody can own a tree, Doug. You don't have to kill it to live in it. Well, it's like, I don't know, dude. If I live somewhere where cops were routinely coming in, like, with SWAT gear and fucking pepper bombing me, I don't know. I would take that as... You're not welcome here. Probably not welcome here. It's probably going to be a very difficult existence. You probably just maybe go to another tree. I don't know if anyone's ever looked around the state of Georgia, much less the metro Atlanta area. There's a fuckload of trees. Oh, there's. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. We live in a forest. That's why we're known as the pine country. Yeah. I mean, there's city and forest. Pines everywhere. Yeah, but. And pine trees but, are huge. But these trees in particular are special for reasons that, uh, well, they were just told to go there. It's That's because a- it's on private property. <laughs> 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 they are not supposed to be on. No, no, not at all. What was most interesting to me, though, so, I mean, of course, I was driving a shit ton this week and found out on Friday, apparently, uh, the government was having some huge shindig. Uh, with a, a lot of uh, representatives from the state, but then also bringing people from out of the state as well. And so this was going on downtown during all this. And apparently it all happened right next door to where they're holding this event. Yeah, they their goal was to attack the Atlanta Police Foundation headquarters, which is in between the Ritz-Carlton and Hard Rock Cafe. Mm-hmm. And that's the building that you can find online where they're throwing rocks at the windows and all that shit right before they lit the cop car on fire. Leave the hard rock alone, man. They got good burgers. Yeah, man. Save the planet. Yeah. Stop destroying the fucking hard rock, you fucking <laughs> communist bastards. You already got planet Hollywood. Uh, so as long as they don't touch Vortex, I'm okay. Well, that would be a little bit more yeah, of a walk. That's, a that's in Midtown. <laughs> but here's a little bit more background into the area and proposed plans for this place that uh they're all in an uproar about gun firing that's coming from a police firing range that already exists nearby the plan is to expand that into an 85 acre campus that's as big as nearly 64 football fields put together the facility would be one of the biggest in the u.s As you can see here in a video plan provided by the Atlanta Police Foundation, among the training features will be a burn tower for firefighters, a shooting range, and a mock village, including a school and residential homes. 
And that's good. Yeah. yeah. All these school shootings and shit, they need to train for that shit. Yeah. Do y'all remember Uvalde? Weren't y'all bitching about yeah, that not I too mean, long ago? Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with you tree people? What <laughs> the fuck, man? I mean. Very bad Wi-Fi in the tops of the trees, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doug. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're not, not able to keep signal. up. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get a signal up there. <laughs> Roaming? What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it does. It, it It's fucked up, man. I mean. I know there's a lot of angry hostility fucking aimed at cops and shit, as there should be in some cases. Um, just like Jim was saying, we're not for this fucking militarization of the cops. That shit is dangerous. That ain't nothing but dangerous. Because cops don't get the training that they need, that they would get at this fucking facility. <laughs> and that is the thing that boggles my mind about the whole situation because they're going to get militarized whether you like it or not right i would like for them to be very 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 proficient with those tools and i just hope that i don't ever snap and become uh a a reasonable target for them to exercise that shit on but you can bet your fucking ass if some dip shit in our neighborhood barricades himself and has hostages i want the best tactical team to take that fucker out exactly yeah and i don't want those guys to come in spraying the hood because they don't know what the fuck they're doing and if these fuckers are back at their home in fucking pennsylvania or wherever the fuck they're at mm-hmm. and uh somebody's fucking shooting bullets through their windows who are they gonna call they're gonna call the fucking cops yes they are and that is hypocrisy so we fucking have, scumbags. We have I think they're going to call Fruit Bat. Oh, fruit Bat can't do Put much. The, He's in the top of the tree. <laughs> Put up the Fruit Bat signal. <laughs> fruit Batman, come, come, yeah. not save us. Fruit Batman, <laughs> come redecorate my backyard. Yeah. Fruit Batman and Blueberry, come bring <laughs> me some folk art. Blue, yeah, bring your sidekick Blueberry. Or <laughs> Tortuga, but you know, Rip and all. Uh, so we had mentioned a little bit of the history of this area, and I'm going to go to that now. So that, well, I don't have to say it. Atlanta's proposal to construct the police facility here speaks to the land's painful history. The site was a prison farm until 1995. Prisoners there were subjected to harsh punishments and slave conditions, including poor sanitation, nutrition, and overcrowding. Some critics say claims of unmarked graves have not yet been properly investigated. Before that, the land is thought to have been a plantation that enslaved at least 19 people. It was originally stolen from the Muscogee, who lived there until the U.S. government forcefully displaced them to Oklahoma. Today, both activists and tribal members have reclaimed the indigenous name as Willani People's Park. Local act. Look, 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 look. Let's get to the, 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 the Muskogee to Oklahoma. Let's go there. I mean, that was in like the fucking 1700s, was it not? 1800s, yeah. maybe. So they they flashed like, they flashed up some uh, news clippings of all of these terrible things that happened at the prison, right? Uh, 1939. Yes, and uh, and then they pull up slavery charts from 1860 was the last known one, um, which was right before the peak of the civil war which and they were nothing isn't 19 slaves pretty rather low yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty low that's pretty low count there (laughs) i mean i'm pretty sure you could throw a dead antifa member and hit a fucking and there's not hit a a plantation with a a higher body count than that there's not a prison anywhere in the united states that doesn't have dead bodies buried on the so, yeah, and yeah. Then I mean that's and, and they have a prison cemetery. That's what it's called. And that hasn't run into uh, overcrowding or right. healthcare concern. Like, 
bitch, this is just everywhere. I know. And then what's so crazy is I didn't really know where this was until I found out about the prison. Yeah. And I knew where that was. I knew where the old prison was mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I was telling Jim back in, you know, the late 90s, we thought about doing a video there. We thought about shooting a video there. And because um, it, it, it was cool, man. It had all the fucking rusty bars and shit were still in there. And um, but the thing was a prison until 95. And I mean, the building itself, uh, the prison buildings, I know sat there until, hell, they still might be there today. They are, they're there right now. Yeah. Yeah. So for this being sacred ground, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know how. It ain't sacred for the right reasons. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. They're it's just, not sacred. I mean, the only reason they're calling it sacred ground is because, I mean, if you if you really want to get the sacred ground we're sitting on sacred ground right now. I mean, there were, I guarantee you there were Indians fucking living on this land where I'm, my house is built right now. And it's sacred ground. I mean, but they got sent to fucking no, there's no telling where, you know, and the native American, when they talk about sacred ground and Indians and native American, and they try to bring all that shit up. All they're doing is making excuses for the progress that's been made in the country. And even an Indian chief um, in Cherokee, mm-hmm. North Carolina, I've actually, you know, I've got a lot of Native American in my family. I've talked to chiefs and shit that about things such as this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, what can you do? There's nothing you can do now. That's history. Yeah. That's history. That's ha- That happened in the past. So all you can do now is move forward. And if you live by that logic, moving forward this ground is nowhere near sacred today i mean nowhere near it yeah it doesn't even touch on sacred well Uh, if if having land be lived on is what makes it sacred then uh pretty much the whole world is yeah so you're gonna need that's what i'm saying you're gonna need a lot more people to stop progress or whatever i mean nobody lives on this ground a bunch of antifa fucks who are extremely young and moving's not in their repertoire. Their parents tried to get them out of the basement for probably years well, before that actually took place. So there you go. You but know. there is an ecological aspect of this. Their words, not mine. And I'm here to just play their story so that anybody can be a little more educated on why Atlanta had to be turned into a little bit of a dumpster fire last night. This is their environmental concerns Allegedly. They found the rare Georgia gerbil. I'm going to meet water quality standards. And the cheapest way to improve water quality is to protect the green space. In a 2017 report by the city's planning department, the South River Forest was designated one of Atlanta's four major lungs. Now, the city is walking back on its vision to conserve the forest. To just turn around and have just disrespect the community, because, you know, it's, it's not, they, they never cared about the river, so we, we can accept that. But you're disrespecting the people who live in South Atlanta, and that's what folks who live here ought to be just enraged about. Now, I didn't know that part of it. I didn't know they made a deal to keep that a green space. Well. And they're backing out on it. Fuck those commies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was a local city resident right. who goes and picks up trash and probably a very good member of the community. You like having people like that around. But she already kind of gave up on her argument where she was like, 
even though they said that they were going to do this, look, we understand they never really cared about the river, and I can live with that. And it's like, well, then you can live with this because if if you don't have any boundaries, they're gonna do what they want. I didn't know there was a river down there. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, an in- entrenchment river that runs into the South River or feeds into it. Uh, but there's also a water treatment plant right there. So that water quality in the nearby streams probably isn't the best, but you kind of really do need a water treatment plant. Here's the thing. It, you can't have a city without knocking some trees over and making some concessions here and there. You, you're going to have a landfill somewhere. Not the best environmental quality, but without it, uh, you're going to have fucking pestilence and fucking plagues and disease. Sure. Yeah. So, there's a dirty side to having a civilized society, and this is part of it. And here's the thing. They say you can't account for stormwater uh, when you do construction. That's horseshit. Of course you can't. There's aqua engineers. There's hydrology. There's storm systems that are built to totally deal with this. Yeah, like, they, they build them every fucking day. Yeah, this isn't a difficult thing to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in a field that has dealt with a lot of that. You know, certain pitches so that you have adequate drainage that go down to a culvert that goes into a retention pond so that you don't flood out the this environmental science she's obviously ignorant as fuck she doesn't understand environmental sciences um i can guarantee you that the plans for this police training facility isn't 100 asphalt and concrete it's gonna be full of green space right because yeah. it's atlanta you're you can't knock down a tree without replacing it with 10 more I, I, and that is something that I know quite a bit about. The landscape design, I guarantee you on this, would be multi, multi, multi-million dollars for the install, not to mention the maintenance of it. The amount of turf that would be laid down, soil brought in, compost, trees, all kinds of shit. So the argument for the ecological thing, and there's a part in here that I didn't include, is they said, oh, the neighboring properties and the, the the neighborhood that surrounds this area is between 75 and 90 percent black low-income uh residents who suffer who some suffer from asthma and knocking down the trees could ruin their environment and also make them susceptible to erosion and i'm like whoa, 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 whoa. Down the trees helps helps them I was about to say, let's go back to the asthma thing. Yeah, asthma. Yeah. This yeah. bitch does, clearly doesn't live in Atlanta right. from March to May. Yes. I can tell you what's far <laughs> worse for people with asthma. Pollen. Uh, yeah. It's those goddamn trees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Get> no <laughs> shit. Pollen. So the ecological argument is equally as retarded. And not to mention, final thing in all of this, uh, ecological uh, or caring, being a caring person, uh, deep down, all these Antifa bastards just really hate Hispanics. Because who do you think is going to be the one in there taking the trees down? And who do you think is going to be in there building the building place. the place and installing the landscape and taking care of They just hate Hispanics having jobs and coming up. Yeah, out of, that 90, out the, of that 90 million, you know they're going to get at least 60 of it. They're just, gonna keep, they're just trying to keep the brown man down. And, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, that's why Antifa is nothing but white folk. So, let's see. There's one more thing from this video. If anybody is curious to find the full video i'll link it in the show description but uh if you're too impatient just go on youtube and look up police versus atlanta the battle over cop city and uh just i'm just actually curious for you know all the uh spoiled rich white punks that were part of this whole thing 
how many representatives from the Cherokee Nation were out there defending this, you know, extremely spiritual land? It's the Muscogee. Well, but, whatever. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but your point stands. Cherokees lost that land long ago. Yeah. Well, and here's one thing that gets left out. They're not interviewing anybody who lives in the community who actually wants this. And there's a shitload of them. And mm-hmm. if you're wondering where they are, go online under any comment posted by any of these groups. And it's littered with, I live in this city. You fucking don't. I want that there. Get the fuck out. You're ruining everything. Of course they do, man. Crime's going to plummet. Yeah. It's going to plummet once this place is done. At least in that area, yeah, which in that it area. fucking needs. Yes. So here's just one little, one little droplet that they kept in the video that I'm actually surprised they did. But see if you spot it. The city is determined to proceed with building Cop City. Meanwhile, forest defenders have demolished equipment that they say attempted to destroy the forest. It's like become kind of a relic of significance, just to show, you know, kind of what happens if people want to come and destroy the forest. It just shows that we're not going to cooperate with the police or talk to the police. It's why not everyone agrees with the way defenders have been resisting. Some of them have embraced militant tactics, vandalizing police and private contractor vehicles. Other critics say they do not represent the communities living in Southeast Atlanta. Okay, we, we don't see eye to eye on everything, but we are here trying to defend the forest. <laughs> so, so this white guy's saying, hey, Darky, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I know we might not see eye to eye on everything, but we're, we're here for the, for the greater good. These trees are more important than your concerns about crime. <laughs> Even though my presence here is in itself a crime. Um... Yeah, fuck those, fuck those retards. Yeah. yeah. So, so now we're all brought up to speed. That's a little bit of the backstory. That's what they're trying to build. That's what they claim to stand against. But they're protesting. They're throwing Molotov cocktails. They're littering. They're fucking. They're criminals. Laverne. Laverne. And uh, yeah, let's go there. Well, hang on. (laughs) There's one more thing I got to play about this, and so it's all about now. Fuck Cop City. Now it's all about uh, standing up for Tortutiga. And last night, our local Fox 5 uh, news reporter, well, he had a little hard time reporting the news because, well, here's our local brethren (laughs) trying to tell us what's going on. Yes. That vehicle's still uh, up in flames here over at the at Andrew Young and Peachtree. And if you take a look over here, if you pan over, I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at the protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling justice uh, for to to uh, for to to de- to to de- uh, so sorry. Yeah, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> that's, where, that's where they should have had us just come in and say, Tortutica. Yeah. <laughs> say his name. <laughs> say his name. Tortutica. Say his name. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so. Uh, Tortutica. Cheers, Atlanta. You you made national news. Yeah, you did. Yes. <laughs> For all of the most ridiculous. And in, in, in just all of the fucking right ways, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just had everything. Fucking everything. We need the Olympics to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so that they can actually bulldoze all yeah, these fucking... bulldoze all them trees and, and Tortatica will yeah, we'll put up a monument for him. We'll give him a brick. Give him a brick that says Tortatica you could in have the thrown, new Olympic village. You could have thrown this through Wells Fargo window, but you're dead. 
And then Rip. Olympic uh, Park bombing the sequel will get to take place. Yeah, you know, just uh, just odd, odd times we live in. I didn't see this coming in 2023. It's not even an election year. Do they not have a calendar? Do they not know that they're 12 months early? Oh, they're getting they're getting ready. They're, 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 they're practicing. practicing. Yeah. This is their training this facility. Is, this is, yes. Holy shit. We, We're their training we nailed facility. It. We did. So you can either have a police training facility or an Antifa training facility. But you can't have both. No. Otherwise, you will get tortillas. And <laughs> nobody needs that. We see what happens when that happens. <laughs> Laverne, Laverne. And Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a little bit old news. We didn't cover it last week. Well, because it was just the two of us and uh, I had a lot of other things to say. But Arona, have you kept up with what's going on in Tennessee with the Laverne Police Department? I have not. Oh, oh man. Oh, have you got a surprise coming to you? Well, let's see here. Let me pull up the article so that I don't get anything incorrect. Yeah. I don't want to be salacious you about You want to this. get her name right for sure. <laughs> So I'll just read, this was a couple days after news broke, and I'll just go ahead and cut to the finish line. From the New York Post, husband of Tennessee cop at center of department sex scandal sticking by his wife. Wow. Cook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Supreme uh -huh. cock. Yes. So what's going on, or what, what had happened was, Laverne Police Department, with I think only like 30 active police officers in uniform, uh, hit a little whoop-de-doo over, well, they got caught. There was one female officer. Again, I'm against female police officers. I think they should be at, on dispatch, maybe EMTs or maybe at home taking care of their police officer husband. But I don't, I don't think it works well. A, they're not strong enough to manhandle a grown ass criminal man. Uh, there's more than enough video footage of women freaking the fuck out on the job, pulling a gun instead of a taser, getting totally overwhelmed by dudes much smaller than them. I'm, it's the same reason why I don't want dudes, uh, competing against women in sports. I don't want women competing with criminals. What about women in the military? Not a fan of that either. I, I, uh, don't want women in fodder ballot. I don't want women in fighting positions. So in no. other words, uh, you think they should get back to the kitchen? I mean, there's a lot of places they could be. I'm just saying in this one area, they shouldn't be, but they are. And I know I'm going to have to deal with it, but I'm just saying when you introduce females into certain male environments, some bad shit is just going to happen. That would not have happened had there been no females there. Like prison guards. Like a lot of remember uh, that story? Yeah, uh, tons of stories. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the one that went on the run. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. About, that was about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And that was also in uh, I think Indiana, Kentucky, yeah, whatever, yeah, in this yeah. this part of the country. Some weird, and they should they should check the water. But anyway, so this chick, this female cop, uh, starts having an affair with not one, not to who, not, not four, three, <laughs> but six fucking six other officers, six cops. Uh, banging her at the black same ones, Hispanic ones, white ones. She was an equal opportune boner and, uh, a whore you might call it. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes it would happen on the job while they're out at a scene. I'm sure that must've been real fun getting all that gear off and on. Um, what they do with their body cams. Maybe they don't have them at that department. Some of the other hookups would happen off 
uh, off the clock. Uh, They're on Pornhub. How many now, crime scenes were compromised by their uh, orgy fest? No talent. <laughs> but they were banging on the job. They were banging off the job. They were having orgies, hot tub orgies and shit. Like there were multiple officers. And most of these officers were married. And nice. what had happened was one of these other officers' wives caught the two hooking up and was like, bitch, hell no. We ain't in a fucking open relationship. So she blew the fucking whistle and everybody got fired. And Laverne has not been the same since. No, no, no. They lost 10% or more of their fucking officers. 30%. So, so if you're looking to do crimes, I guess Laverne is a pretty fucking kicking spot. I would just stay out of the hot tubs or probably yeah. crawling with uh, amoebas. Woof. Uh, now, if if she were taken on, all six of these officers were was the husband ever invited? No. <laughs> and if you were curious what the husband looks like, Arona, look at that fucking winner. <laughs> yeah, of course he's ginger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he was pretty much done from the start. So, yeah, we just at least had to acknowledge that we were aware of that story. Uh, nothing has come since that. I mean, they, like I said, they all got fired. Except it, the officers. The fucking memes have been <laughs> outstanding. I'm sure there's a lot of coming happening, uh, but just not at work. <laughs> not at work anymore. But yeah, the the uh, getting back to the uh, the body cams are on Pornhub now. Probably. The police body cams from Laverne. Just uh, type in Laverne, Tennessee on Pornhub. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done it, but we'll try. But I mean, just imagine, like, here's the thing. And this was a point that I was going to make when we were initially talking about this story, Doug, a couple weeks ago when it broke. Uh, I totally understand why everybody's having a fucking field day with this because it is funny. She's a teeny tiny little thing. And some of those dudes were fucking huge. And there were text messages. They uh, Everything came out. Yeah. Text messages, group text, all this shit. And it was identified who had the biggest dick. And of course, it was the biggest, blackest one of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm just in here like, how could that little thing take? God, <laughs> almighty. But the reason why all this got exposed is because they're cops. They are uh, civil servants. So nothing they do is really private once they get caught. And everybody's having a field day with this. As though this doesn't happen at every fucking company over a certain size that's ever existed co-workers hook up all the fucking time and most of the time one if not both of them are married yeah uh any restaurant you've ever been in the servers are fucking one of the cookers or cooks uh and the bus boy is screwing the 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 other waitress at the fucking restaurant next door right it's a they all hang out do coke and fuck each other like that's that's just the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. When you get into an office atmosphere, a happy hour turns into a sorry, honey, can't go home, uh, can't come home, got to review some documents while you're banging the intern in the parking lot. Like this, this is normal. I used to work for a company that was ninety percent Mormon, and all the Mormons were fucking everybody but their spouse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I'll never forget one time I was at a. Uh, a work conference out of state that was like our annual retreat. And I wasn't dating anybody. I was a free agent and it's company wide. All management goes up there and you're, you're allowed to bring your significant other. And most people are married. So it's like not even a question. There's, you know, I'm, 
I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if there was some swinging that happened. I mean, there were some freaky freaks in this crowd. I, I do know that. But in one instance in particular, uh, and h- here's a learning lesson. Don't ever take a just acquaintance to one of these things because uh, that bitch will get got. So I, I go to this place. It's up in Baltimore area. And well, God, this was 12 years ago or so. So I was a pretty decent looking dude in pretty good shape, probably the best shape I've ever been in. And we had branches all up and down the East Coast. And this gentleman from, I think, our Philadelphia branch brought just a date. (laughs) Why would you do that? (laughs) And he decided that he would rather spend his time getting drunk and wrestling legit her words wrestling with his boys in the hotel room instead of coming down to the bar and enjoying happy hour with his date and his date was like i didn't get dressed up and fucking buy this dress just to come watch you play tiddlywinks with your boys stuck up in a hotel room this is ridiculous i'm going downstairs and he said fine go thinking she'll come back then somebody acquired her downstairs she comes out well, first she goes down, she goes to the bar, gets a drink, and then she sees there's this group of guys that seem to be having a fucking hell of a time. They're holding court. I hear laughter and commotion, and there's drinks and there's cheers happening, and I'm in the center of this group. It's me and my boys, and we are throwing down. We are outside this hotel, and it's fucking 20 degrees, and this hot little thing comes walking out, and... uh I gave her my jacket because I'm like, how are you not freezing? And she had never heard a Southern accent before. And that's all it took. That's all it took. And let's just say she she didn't make it back to her room until the next morning. <laughs> Whoopsies. Sorry. Sorry, dude. But Whoopsie. don't don't bring a or if you bring a girl, pay attention to her. Otherwise, somebody's going to scoop her up. This is just what happens. People bang other people at work functions all the fucking time. I'm just glad that uh, I didn't get fired and every bit of security footage wasn't released to the fucking news. It's like the movie uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the Dirt, where it's like, yeah, don't bring your girlfriend to meet Motley Crue because they will fuck her. Oh, and uh, an update on that story. I, I still worked at that company for like another six or seven years and that... The gentleman, um, he was very aware of what happened and who was involved, and he hated me very much badly. And um, <laughs> word got back to him that I might have said, "Well, don't leave your don't leave your girl alone with a southern man." Just, <laughs> just saying, because the South will rise again <laughs> and again and again and again and a third time uh, yeah. at sunrise. Whew. Okay, well that was. That was a fun little trip down memory lane. There you yeah. go. Uh, and very hetero, might I add. Laverne yes. brings it out of you. So I'm going to have to shift gears, guys. We're going to have to get gay. Oh, I mean. boy. <laughs> so going into the world of sports and gayness, you could make the argument that sports has been inundated with a shitload of gayness over the last five to ten years. I mean, hell, even tonight, uh, the 49ers-Cowboys game, you know, in the end zone, it still says in racism and love each other and all these like just slogans. And it's just it's virtue signaling to the max. It's like uh, we have gay pride month this and we have breast cancer month that and we have military month, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, one sport that I don't pay that much attention to because, well, we're in Atlanta. We don't have an NHL team uh, is hockey. Obviously, I think I just said NHL. Anyway, I don't pay that much attention to hockey until it crosses over into something that makes news. And I don't know why this made news, but the Philadelphia Flyers had gay night last week where it was some community outreach program that was to be all inclusive to the gays, which I don't know how many gay people are hard hockey fans. Do but... you get three minutes for fudge packing? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking. Where's, where's that puck? Where's the puck? <laughs> it's down there somewhere. <laughs> Are you going to be the goalie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, anyway. All high stick. Oh, yeah. Look out. It's coming up on you. Uh, watch how I skate. Just swish, swish, swoosh. So there's a hockey player by the name of Ivan Provoranov. Prova, Prova. He's Russian. Never heard of the dude before. Know nothing about the man. I, he only came onto my radar because this whole gay night thing, they were supposed to wear gay jerseys with the Philadelphia Flyers logo is going to be a rainbow logo. And the numbers were rainbow and their sticks were rainbow and just uh, fagging up the whole place. Just really gaying it up. And this Ivan dude is a Russian Orthodox Christian. <laughs> and I don't know if you know much about those guys, but they don't play this gay shit. They're not into no. gays. No. And he doesn't understand why he must be gay right now. And so... He comes out during warm-up when the rest of his teammates are wearing the gay stuff, and he just came out in his regular everyday jersey, and that was news. And everybody lost their shit, as you could imagine. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it. But right now, we'll go straight to Ivan to see what kind of a fucking hateful bigot just wears a regular uniform. <laughs> And I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. He didn't sound Russian. How have you Any, like I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, if you have any hockey questions, I would like, I would answer <laughs> yeah. those. You want to ask you about hockey? What is your religion? Okay, so finally they get to actual hockey questions, but he's like, yeah, people can be whatever they want. Like, I respect that decision. It's just not for me. And, uh, man, that's it. And they're like, but why weren't you gay? Why weren't you gay tonight? Be more gay, damn it. And he was like, I mean, no. I just didn't want to. And um, then it further spilled over. I mean, because everything seems pretty normal. It's like, okay, I didn't wear a fucking gay jersey. Uh, once the news came out, everybody had to have a take. And this is a little different. We're going to go north of the border to hear some fat dweeb in Canada talk about what he thinks should happen because, oh, and the Flyers also stood by his decision. The coach came out and said, yeah, it's, it's his personal beliefs that prevented him from taking part in this activity. And well, I was good for that. And I respect yeah. his decision to honor his values. It's, you know, the rest of the team came out and did what, you know, uh, did what they felt was right. And that was honor, you know, this gay outreach and 
this one player felt that that wasn't for him, and we stand by that. Well, isn't the whole point to protect one's individuality? And that was his individuality. Well, <laughs> you would think, but this tub of goo up in Canada has Kanuki. a has he's a, a he's a Canuck. He has a little different take. Uh, I don't know his name. I just clip things from the internet, and I don't really care about doing uh, due diligence. But this guy's a serious. He's got problems. If any league is going to do this, do it properly or reevaluate what you're doing. Because there's not a lot of repercussions that I'm seeing from any league. Now, it could change with the NHL. Could change with the NHL. I think you fire the Flyers a million dollars for this. I'm not going to figure this <laughs> out and stop offending people. <laughs> a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Find him a million dollars. Yeah. Oh, take your ass to a Howard Johnson's and shut the fuck up. I what think you gotta fuck, you gotta find him a million bucks because this is hateful and it's offensive. Well, anyway, he he carries on. He carries on. People on nights where it's not about that. It's supposed to be about inclusivity. The National Hockey League need to attack this Jeez. and figure this out. Oot, oot. Because what I heard last night was offensive mm. and didn't make any sense. Because, for instance, if that was a military night, okay? Right. If anyone in Canada or in the States on a military appreciation night wouldn't wear a jersey pregame, do you have any idea the uproar that would have happened on that? Do you have any idea the backlash? Do you have any idea what happened on social media? Yeah, nothing. It's, it's, it's ridiculous what would have happened. It was just a minute ago we were talking about the uproar that was happening with FIFA fever, where it's if you were seen with FIFA. so much as yeah. a rainbow FIFA. anywhere, you had to fear for your life, imprisonment, or death. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That, but so, that wasn't happening there. I, I just think the NHL has to do something here. This is not good enough. This is not good enough. Hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless, unless you don't agree with gay rights, is not the phrasing of this. <laughs> you're either in this or you're not. Jesus. And one last point. Nothing scares me more than any human being who says, I'm not doing this because of my religious beliefs. Because when you looked in people's lives, you normally say that publicly, you'd throw up at what you saw. You would throw up at what you saw. And I have seen that a million times in a lot of different ways. So don't, don't give me that. Oh. With respect. Don't give me that because no one's perfect. With respect. <laughs> all right? don't, tell me, don't, don't feed me the religious beliefs line. And all of a sudden, the NHL is going to back off this. The National Hockey League today needs to find that organization a million dollars and reevaluate how they support gay rights. Because that is insulting. That is the number one trending topic in Canada. That is insulting what happened in Philadelphia. And if the NHL is serious about this, they say they are. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see how serious they are today. But that whole thing was mishandled. And, I, and I, part of me couldn't believe it. Part of me could, considering how the NHL sometimes handles things. Well, oh. respectfully... Get back in the closet, fag. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got to be gay. I mean, well, he, d he just he made the whole point. Like, anybody who says it's my religious beliefs, if you look into their life, they're terrible people. Anybody that goes on this much of a tirade for something that's non-issue at all, what did you do to gay people as a kid, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're kind of telling on yourself here a little yeah. bit, brother. Yeah, he's gay. Like, he's yeah, gay. He, somebody touched him. He's gay. He's gay. He, yeah. he deeply, yeah. he's deeply closeted. He is. He, is. Yeah. he really is. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> but what's the, what's... A million dollars? Good Lord. Yeah, for Man. for not towing a line. Yeah. And, uh, it's supposed to be inclusivity. D get back in line. Yeah, like, I mean the 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 rest of the team wearing it is not enough inclusivity no, for you. No, no, a, a very small but growing, sadly, uh, but small percentage of the population is gay. A uh, hundred percent of an entire organization has to stand in solidarity 
What's happening out there in the world? Sorry, I'm not gay and I'm not out there in the world that much. Like, are gay people just being thrown off roofs in no, America? No, they're, they're, they're trying to make everybody gay. I'm, That's yeah. what they're trying to do. It's First population the control, just like, I, just like everything else, just like the vaccines, just like all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's population yeah. control. That's why they're teaching little kids, you know, yeah, if you want to be a girl, yeah, you can be a girl. Yeah, take if these pills. Little, it'll make yeah. your penis invert. Yeah. It's it, super that, cool. That's why they're doing that shit, man. They, it's it's sick, too many yeah. people. There's just too many people. And they don't want to wipe us all out with a fucking nuke. You know, they got to do it in a way where it's disgusting it's and depraved time. and degenerate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Where you just don't fuck anymore. <laughs> Nobody wants to fuck anymore unless you're just fucking the same fucking. The same 10% of people are fucking the same 10% yeah, the, of people. The, the, and the rest the, of us are just doing our thing. If and then, you're fucking the same gender, it's okay. But well, if you're fucking the opposite yeah. sex, nah, you can't do that anymore. And they're hoping that there's enough pissed off men out there that still have some remnant of testosterone that are so upset with not boning anything that they go and level a dance club in California like they did last night. Oops, that guy was a 30 to 50-year-old Asian, Asian dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, doesn't fl- fit the bill. We're going to have to move on from that story. Yes, yep, that story is not going to grab a lot of attention. So no. We'll have to move on. Oh, back to uh, Biden, Doc. I don't know, man. I, that, that story doesn't track. Asians are never violent. Uh, uh, laughs in Virginia Tech. Does <laughs> <laughs> the word kamikaze mean anything? <laughs> Look up Nanking uh, in China and just do a little perusing on what Asians did to other Asians. The funniest part about that whole California mass shooting thing, and yes, there are funny things about mass shootings. You can find them. They're out there. Um, <laughs> is that they were struggling the whole time on whether or not to call this a hate crime because it was only Asians that were gunned down until they found out that it was, well, an, Asian it was an Asian it. guy that did it. But they were still trying to find a way to see if it's a hate crime because even if you're Asian, if you only target Asians, you can hate Asians. It was that a could, self-hating Asian. That's somewhere in the legalese of the definition of the term hate crime. There's something about if every one of the victims is of a certain race, it can be a hate crime because they just assume that it must be of an, it perpetrated by someone of a different race. Right. And they didn't leave any room in there for like, no, most most people that are killed by other people are very closely related to that other person in more ways than one. Well, isn't every you time near them? that someone's killed, isn't it a hate crime? I mean, you don't kill somebody you're fond of. Pretty much. That's kind of how it always works out Hmm. is uh, I'm not killing you out of love. It's usually I'm pretty fucking angry and I'm full of rage and hate at the moment. And this is a crime. Therefore, hate crimes should never, Hmm. ever have existed in the legal lexicon of this country. assisted suicide. (laughs) I'm killing you out of love. (laughs) Well, you ask Because you can't kill yourself. So I'll, I'll kill you for you. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gracious! Yes, it's a lot of a uh, lot of unpacking there. Hmm. Oh, uh, I don't remember. I think I might have mentioned this that that Ivan dude. Uh, as soon as the, all this news broke, you can't buy his jerseys anymore. They're fucking sold all the way out. Uh, hey, nice. good for him, except good for, for him. extra extra smalls. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> um, I wonder what his cut is of that. That's good. I don't good know for him, but hell, I was almost you know thinking like. I'll start, watch, one. I'll start watching hockey again. Fuck it. Let's oh, go. I was thinking of maybe even. I like hockey. But I yeah, love hockey. I like Chicago, man. Chicago's. I've always liked that team. 
I've always loved hockey. It's just they keep taking it away from us. So it's it, as far as the NHL goes, I don't have a team. You know, I could. I'm a free agent fan. I can be a Tampa Bay fan or a Nashville fan. Might be a Flyers fan. But then I saw the video that they forced their players to put out, where it was just straight up propaganda talking about gayness and how gay they are. And I'm just like, hmm. Maybe I can't root for the Flyers. They need better management. They, you got to stand up to this bullshit. This is why I've always, I've always railed against this in every sporting event. Sports is entertainment. It's not meant for your activism. It's not meant to carry a message. Literally, your entertainment. Just entertain me. Conduct yourself within the rules of the fucking sport. That's always been good enough. It doesn't have to have a cause behind it. And see, that's the way I feel about music. I don't give a fuck who you're voting for. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Shut up and vote. <laughs> shut, shut up and the play. Fuck up and vote. And, <laughs> shut and, up and play. That's yeah, my shut thing. up and play. That's Jesus. why I'm here. That's why I bought two hundred, paid two hundred dollars for your fucking ticket. I have yeah, no doubt you. that you, as a person, have ideas and political leanings dude I've, I've, everybody I've written, does i've written songs about it but it's not leaning one way or another yeah shut it's, the it's fuck about up. all of them you know it's yeah. a, if i write a political song it's about every fucking politician that's out there shut and, the fuck up and pit, play cat scratch fever yeah there you go yeah i don't <laughs> think that's Nuge. too political <laughs> <laughs> wang tang you do the ball the, the ball the bang the bang diggy diggy dude yeah man dude. i mean Mr. Rock. <laughs> you know what we need is we need more songs like this where it's just not political. It's just good times. What the fuck did he say? Yeah. What did he say? Just happy good times. They replaced They replaced every word every third word with California. Yeah, California. Yeah, California. California. Yeah, just more shit like that. Yeah, why not? I mean, I don't get it, dude. Should be a bit easier to just be entertained. Why does everything have to be get upset about this? Or Listen to anything Erickson this week? Eric Erickson. I have not. Yeah. I saw he, him getting uh, some hell on Twitter for yeah, something. Uh, might have been for the, uh, I don't know. Uh, he seems to think Nikki Haley's going to run for president. I have he's, no doubt she'll run. He's like good friends with her or whatever. And uh, he said she's getting ready to bust out and run. Yeah, I think that's more wishful thinking. You know, Erickson is an establishment Republican GOP yeah. type who loves Abraham Lincoln. He has a massive mural yeah. of him behind him. And so Nikki Haley is the establishment, you know, choice, of course. Makes perfect sense. Doesn't mean she's going to do dick. A lot of people run for president. Hell, no, I'm just saying. I'd I remember 2016 when that stage was so fucking full, they had to get a wide angle lens. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I have no doubt. I would be surprised if she didn't. Have the Democrats got anybody besides Kamahala? So what I think, as you know, as Biden's, been saying, Biden's been saying the whole time that he's going to run. Oh, yeah. And so that's kept other Democrats from being able to come out and say that they would be open to running. They have to toe the line and, you know, they have to toe the line with behind gritted teeth. And I, I think, think that's starting to change. Well, I think I, I think I said this or we both said this uh, last week with this whole Biden doc mm-hmm. situation that they're clearly trying to get him out of that way Excellent. or get him out of that even possibility because they. 
they they knew he was a bad choice when they hand selected him and dropped him in the White House. Well, yeah, I mean, they knew that it was temporary. It was only going to be a one-term thing if he survived all of that. Kamala's not part of their follow-up plan. Fuck it's, no. It's somebody. Fuck no. It's it's fucking Newsom. I, yeah, I still Gavin think Newsom. Yeah, I know, but I still think it's Newsom until they <clears throat> drop somebody else in front of us. Right. Hell, at this point, I think George Santos would make a good Democratic. Uh, president candidate, even though he's <laughs> yeah, lying a bastard. Republican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I kind of wanted to wait on that story until we had our own Mexican Jew with us. But um, uh-huh. if he's here. Yeah. The, the whole George Santos. It, it was so hard. I spent all day today pulling together sound clips from the Atlanta forest defending bullshit that when I finally was working on the George Santos stuff. There's too much. It, his, his trail of lies literally it's, runs so deep. It's I insane. can't compile it. I know it's insane. He lies about everything. Everything he says. The is only a thing lie. I could find that kind of encapsulated all of it. Cause I know Arona, you don't keep up with politicals, no, which I don't blame you. God love you for it. Yeah. The only thing I could pull up that could kind of encapsulate the entirety of what's going on was, a Tucker Carlson clip where he came on Tucker when Tulsi Gabbard was co-hosting or hosting in place of Tucker and Tulsi actually kind of, I'm not gonna say took him to the woodshed, but she called him the fuck out. It was right. weird. Cause you have a Democrat sitting in the seat of Tucker chastising a quote unquote Republican. <laughs> it was, it was pretty wild. Uh, it was a dynamic TV moment. That's for sure. But it's seven and a half minutes long. I won't play the whole thing. Unless it's entertaining enough. But she calls him out directly on certain lies that I will start right now. Now, there are new accusations that George Santos, who was just elected to represent New York in Congress in this past election, has actually been lying extensively about his own past. Now, he admits to some of these deceptions. For example, Santos acknowledges that he, quote, embellished his <laughs> resume by saying that he graduated from Baruch College. But he didn't. Santos has also admitted he never actually worked for Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, even though his Sorry. website suggested that he did. Whoopsie. Additionally, <laughs> Santos once called himself a proud Jew. Ooh, but in an wow. interview with the New York Post, Santos Sounds now familiar. says, quote, I am Catholic because ah. I learned my maternal oh. family had a Jewish background. I said I was Jew. I found uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. You know why I like this Jew is. You know why I like this story so much now, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest. That was the funniest thing. That was the funniest fucking thing I've heard that man say. It was funny. It's literally shit. in text. Yeah. Like That's this what he is said. his quote. Uh, <laughs> I was Jew is Jew dash ish. Yes. Yeah. You can't hear the dash. <laughs> you miss the dash. You can't hear it. Dude, I love it anytime there's like just a blatant liar that is so like he's he's he's, he's so used to lying he can't do anything but lie that was the that was one of the that was a kicker right there boy that was <laughs> funny like, when i I'm, saw that shit when it said I, no i said i was jewish i was like oh my god that's fucking great he's on like the bill clinton tier of lying yeah. it's like what's well, well, the, what's the definition the of the Biden, word is Biden is here i mean well, i'm just saying breaking yeah. down words he's like no yeah, yeah i said jewish it's Jewish. I was about to say he's what? lying about the exact same things that Biden did during his first president run in the you know what was it like late seventies, early eighties? 
Yeah. Uh, I graduated top of my class. I was this and that, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, you were kind of in the bottom the, quarter of your yeah. class. Yeah, bottom third, something like that. But um, so anyway, let's hear from the Jew-ish ish guy. Man. Other accusations, but now we have the opportunity to hear directly from George Santos himself. Yeah, him, this is his very first TV interview. I love her. Since these <laughs> accusations surfaced. George Santos joins us now. Mm. Congressman-elect Santos, thank you for joining us today. Um, the first question I really want to ask you now that all of this has been re- revealed is what does the word integrity mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Tulsi. And a further up or a further comment, uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, George <laughs> Santos, now the, the surviving victim of a murder. <laughs> yes. A drive by. That was a hate crime. <laughs> Well, Tulsi, thank you for having me. You know, um, <laughs> to, to answer your question, integrity is very important. And uh, yeah. like I, I said to the New York Post, embellishing what, what does it mean, though? What does it mean? Because the, the meaning of oh. the word actually matters in practice. Oh, <laughs> of course, it, it means to, to carry yourself in an honorable way. And I made a mistake. And I think humans are flawed, and we all make mistakes, Tulsi. Um, I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. I'm having to admit this in national television for the whole country to see, and I have the courage to do so because I believe that in order to move past this and move forward and be an effective member of Congress, I have to face my mistakes, and I'm facing them. Um, The reality is is that I remain committed to doing everything I set forward in my campaign. I'm not a fraud. I'm not a fake. I I, I didn't materialize from thin. A fraud, says I the worked fraud. damn hard to get where I got my entire life. Life wasn't easy. It didn't start off easy. As I've said it many, many times, I come from abject poverty. I made some mistakes. Okay. I re- mean, Tulsi, who who doesn't pretend to be Jewish? <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of Jew-ish. Yeah. Uh, when I'm in the checkout line and the I'm dude's not giving me my change back, definitely fucking muzzle talk, you fucking asshole. But, uh... She doesn't go through all the lies. She goes through some of them, but one of them was that his mother died on 9 11. Uh, she didn't. She died in like 2006. Right. Um, <laughs> he's, he's full of them, man. He really is. Uh, yeah. And she'll go through a couple of them, but I had to mention that because come on, dude. Like, come on. And I own up to them. The, and now I want to put this thing past is- me so I can deliver for the American people. The thing is, Congressman-elect, uh, integrity means, yes, carrying yourself with honor, but it means it means telling the truth, being a person of integrity. Of and if I were one of those in New York's 3rd District right now, now that the election is over and I'm finding out all of these lies that you've told, not just one little lie or one little embellishment, these are blatant lies. My question is, do you have no shame? (laughs) shame (laughs) shame. Are now you're asking to trust you to go and be their voice for them, their families and their kids in Washington? Tulsi, I can say the same thing about the Democrats and, and the party. Oh. Look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been lying you to think I lie. for 40 years. What He's about the president them? of the United States. Democrats resoundly support him. Do they have no shame? This, Look, this I've is, made this very this clear. Is not, this I is made, not about the Democratic Party, though. This is about your relationship, <laughs> no, frankly, with the people who've entrusted you to go and, and fight for them. And I think one of the questions that, that really probably hits home to a lot of people is... is are you Jewish? We've got a letter that your campaign sent out earlier this year, which reads as follows. 
As a proud American Jew, I've been to Israel numerous times for educational, business, and leisurely trips. You said there in that letter that you are, quote, Mm -hmm. a proud American Jew. Mm. How do you how do you explain that? My heritage is Jewish. I've always identified as Jewish. I was raised a practicing Catholic. I think I've gone through this. Even I've not not being raised a practicing Jew, I've always joked with friends and circles, even with in the campaign, I'd say, guys, I'm Jewish. Remember, I was raised Catholic. So look, I understand everybody wants to nitpick at me. I I'm gonna reassure this once and for all. I'm not a facade, I'm not a persona. I have an extensive career that I worked really hard to achieve. And I'm going to deliver from my experience because I remain committed in delivering results for the American people. I campaigned on inflation. I campaigned on crime. I campaigned on education. I campaigned on delivering resolve for the American people. That's what the people of the 3rd Congressional District heard me on and on as I campaigned. Now it's going to be incumbent upon me to deliver on those results. And I look forward to servicing and serving my people. I look forward to serving my people and my district to make the sure that they see that, that people this are is looking what... for the results that people are looking yeah, well, for I... are called into question when you tell blatant lies not embellishments and this is this is i think one of the biggest concerns congressman elect is that you don't really seem to be taking this seriously you've apologized you said you've made mistakes but you've outright lied a lie is not an embellishment on a resume you said you worked at goldman sachs and citigroup but they've said, we've got no record of this guy working for us. You've said you've gone to and graduated from these universities, but they've said, well, we've got no record of that. These are blatant lies, and it calls into <laughs> no, question but, uh, how guys, your I'm constituents really cool, and though. the American people can believe anything that you may say when you are standing on the floor of the House of Representatives supposedly fighting for them. That's the real issue here. Well, look, I, and I, I agree with what you're saying, and as I stated, and I continue... We can debate my my resume and how I worked with firms such as Goldman Sachs. Is it debatable or is it just false? At the end, no, it's debatable or is it just false? No, no, it's not false at all. It's it's debatable. I can I can sit down and explain to you what you can do in private equity, in in capital intro, via servicing limited partners and general partners, and we can have this discussion that's going to go way above the American people's head. But that's uh, not what I campaigned on. I campaigned on delivering results for the American people by lowering inflation. I can sit down, and if you want to have that discussion, I'd be glad to Tulsi to explain that to you Con- and make sure that we, we we settle the score. <laughs> This is not about settling scores, and I think you just you just kind of highlighted, I think, my concern, the concern that people at home have. You're saying that this discussion will go way above the heads of the American people, I don't know basically insulting saying. their intelligence. So not only are you now that's backtracking not, that's on not these lies that I, you've told, but, but, but you're saying that you can't explain it in a way that your constituents would actually be able to understand. I can explain it in a way that if you give me the time, I can easily give the if you give me the time, I can easily explain it for you. As, as in when investors are looking for capital, and I'm sitting there doing due diligence on the on the appetite and what you're looking for, right? And we work alongside. GPs and LPs to help them place this capital. This is what I was doing and that's when I worked extensively with these firms and many other firms at my time as I was v- vice president of Linkbridge Investors. So this isn't a, this isn't a made-up narrative, but I feel like nobody really wants to sit down and talk about it. Everybody just wants to push me and call me a liar. Look, well, co- I embellished my Alex resume. Santos. I did it's time for you to shut Congressman up Alexantos, we, we've given you a lot of time. I think the time that is owed is to the people of New York's third. Uh, it's hard to.
Okay. There you go. Tulsi is. So she ended it. Tulsi's the shit. Yeah. She was like, look, dude, you're full of shit. She's a fucking purist. She's a she's the kind of politicians that we need in every fucking seat that there is. Every seat, every position of power, that's the kind of person that we need. And until that happens, which obviously it never will, but uh you know, yeah. it, it it would be great to see a politician just call out all the industry and all the fucking corporations and shit that line their pockets. Mm-hmm. Just call them out and say, you, sir, gave me a million dollars and had my wife redecorate your fucking house. Yeah. So I would vote for you to do this. You know, it would be great. I would love to see that. You need more people that yeah. does what she just did. Just like with the Atlanta protest, you need to go out and interview the residents who live there who actually want that right. facility built yeah. there, just like with this gay thing, you know, the guy that I played is on the news. He's going to get much more reach saying that this is so bad. You need to go find a gay man who actually stands up and says, no, what he did was right. And in fact, I forgot to play this before and we're getting close to the end. This is a fuck up on my, beh- on my behalf. Uh, but you need to hear from more people from the other side of the aisle. And uh, I don't normally put gay men on this podcast. Gay men? But I'm about to now. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> the seal's been broken. Hated it. The uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, defenseman, I think, Ivan Provorov, I think that's his last name, uh, is refusing to wear the... Uh, gay pride jersey, like the LGBT flag, rainbow jersey. Um, and he states due to uh, religious reasons, and I think that's great of him. You know, I'll tell you, like, uh, as a gay guy, like, I joined a beginner's hockey league a few months back, and it was just, you know, it was for straight or gay or whatever. And, I, you know, a lot of people would, had asked me to like, Oh, did you join like cutting edges? It's like this gay hockey team. And I was like, well, no, because (laughs) like, I don't want to wear the rainbow flag. I don't want to wear the rainbow Jersey. It doesn't speak to me as a person. And, um, you know, that I, I would have refused to wear it as well if I was him and I'm gay. And my reasons wouldn't have been for religious reasons, but it would have been for political reasons, for social reasons, and for cultural reasons. Um, and because, you know, I'm an individual, and I think the rainbow flag has become this weird symbol of, you know, homogenized souls, like where everybody has the same sort of agenda and personality. It doesn't speak to who I am as a person whatsoever. So anyways, yeah, shout out to that Philadelphia Flyers player who is getting flack from the press, but who cares? The press doesn't The press doesn't uh, speak on behalf of the people anyways. It just speaks to a bunch of stupid elites. Um, hmm. But anyways, good for him. And- Bravo. Golf clap. Bravo, I don't know. gay man. Isn't a homo talking about homogenized souls uh, kind of redundant, though? He's just telling you not all gays are created equal. Yeah, there's differences. There are. Which, as They're a non-gay, people. They're fucking people. As a non-gay, you know, I started to 
kind of forget that, that not every body that's a part of a group that I'm not in is not down with the shit that they're forcing down everybody else's fucking throat. There, he, this guy should be just as much as a part of the conversation and shared on the news. Like if the news was even halfway honest, they'd be like, yeah, this is a non-story and let's go to this gay guy who also doesn't think it's a fucking story because wearing a flag doesn't mean dick to him. Yeah, unlike, Pun the, intended. unlike the Canuck who was gay. <laughs> closeted, and, uh, deeply closeted. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> closeted gay man. Um, yeah, wonder what happened to him uh, as a kid. He's behind a dumpster doing uns- his, unspeakable things right his now. His uncle uh. touched him. Yeah. I thought all you Canadians were supposed to be joyful. Oh, man. Well, I know the handful up in Ontario that listen to us, those are my favorite Canadians. Yes. Yes. Hats off to you. Fuck yeah. Especially if you're still with us. Good Lord. I don't know yeah. if they are. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to look that up and see. Yeah. Well, if you're still up there, uh, keep keep the good fight going on or something. And uh, <laughs> if, if you're still up there, take off. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Just don't go to California. Well, guys, obviously I'm stammering to a very mediocre end. I don't have anything else to talk about. Anybody else have anything? Uh, no. <laughs> wow. I'm done. Um, yeah. We are ending on a whimper. Yes, we are. Well, this is what happens when we do two uh, episodes back to back in a week's time. We get tuckered out. I'm, I'm not in podcasting shape. This we shit's get fucking hard. This is tiring. This is real work or something yeah. over here. Not really. It's pretty easy. I just say dumb shit and pull things off the internet. Pretty fun. Yeah. Well, you know, got to have something to do. Fuck yeah. Everybody needs a hobby. Should Mm. you close it out with that dude's name again? The, uh, Tortuguiga. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. What they're calling justice, uh, for Tortuguiga, Tortuguiga, so sorry. Yeah, that's easy for you to say. It's Tortadilla. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>